Fratelloni's Hard... <coughs> Take two. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1195, November 20th, 2023. 63 degrees on this day in 1925. Uh, three below on this day in 1921. And on this day... Uh, November 20th? In 1975, we had eight inches of snow. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks teacher and the Local. keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. David Thompson writes, just a quick note from Cambodia, where I have been for nine months. I was looking forward to returning to my homestead in Mexico. And then I was fortunate enough to listen to Jeff Dayton and all you guys, and you fulfilled my needs for listening to and returning to Minnesota. Y'all changed my life with that program. I was getting excited about returning to the mother country until you filled my life with warmth and the understanding of what you guys do best, entertain and make us folks feel good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will be saving and listening to this podcast over and over. Wow. And that comes from, you know what, all the way from Cambodia. Holy cow. Wow. Jeez, that's nice. Wait, so, wait a minute. I'm confused. He's going to move back to Minnesota. I guess it sounds to me like he's in Cambodia. He was going to come back to the States and go to Mexico. Uh, oh, he's going to homestead in Mexico. Okay. But now he's thinking maybe he'll come back to Minnesota. Ah. Well, that's a mistake. Yeah, stay stay, stay away. A- anyway, anywhere is better than Minnesota. Where every day is give to the max day. Yeah. Wait. There we go. Now, I want to follow up on this because they're such good points. We talked about the uh, DFL uh, proposing this idea to increase daycare subsidies for people who make up to, uh, if not more than a hundred grand a year. Mm-hmm. And some people were quoted in the story saying this is a great idea. Got two really pertinent emails about that because I think it's important to revisit that. Circle back. Okay. Uh, Steve Mulholland in the belly of the beast, Liberal, Lake, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis writes I was just listening to the Thursday podcast. This was last Thursday. In your discussion of the DL proposed child care subsidy program, which the DFLers are ready to sign into law without bothering to know what it might cost or how it would be implemented. There was a woman noted in the story who stated that with a subsidy, they would be able to take their daughter to the zoo, go see a movie, and even plan a fun road trip without worrying about the stress for how much that would cost. I remember that. So break down what she's saying. The program is not about paying for child care. It's there to finance trips to the zoo, going out to dinner, and leisure travel. We all make sacrifices based on our means. I recall my father telling us how our 
grandmother would make ends meet by adding oatmeal to ground beef to stretch their dollar and on and on. They took care of the basics, food, clothing, and shelter, and never even thought of dinners out or weekend excursions. You well know this, but I'll say it anyway. As taxpayers, we are not obligated to pay for anyone's amusement. I'm not bothering you, am I? No, I okay. finish. All right. <laughs> and then Tom in St. Paul, well, right. <laughs> Joe, more and more lately, your show has become the catalyst for conversations in my home about whether we've reached our final straw with this state's insanity. Most recently, your story about subsidized child care was cause for anger and dismay. I can't even bring myself to listen to it again for fear I'll blow a gasket. But as I recall, some enterprising Democratic legislators are proposing increasing the, increasing the threshold for subsidized child care to a household income of a hundred grand. Families would pay just $123 a week with the rest paid for by you and me, most likely through tax increases. A young mother named Brittany testified as a typical sob story. Brittany hopes that because of the subsidy, her household will get to visit the zoo, take a trip and embark on a litany of extraneous spending, the likes of which my childish household hasn't done since COVID because life has gotten so prohibitively expensive. It's called being an adult, Brittany. They're called tough decisions. Let me pause right there, even though Tom's making a great point. We're, we're up. The, the, mystery, the mystery wants to soften those tough decisions. They That's do. part of the yeah. mystery just so long as somebody else pays for it. Exactly. I can't help but wonder, Joe, if Brittany is remotely aware that the very people she's trusting to solve this problem are the ones who caused it. I'd remind Brittany that our state wasted an $18 billion surplus rather than return it in full to households like hers. 5K versus 500 would have paid for a lot of child care. It's the people Brittany voted for whose policies have made it possible for one breadwinner to support a family. Uh, the entities Brittany expects to rescue her are ironically more irresponsible with their budgets than she is. And Brittany's response, I want to go to the zoo. As you frequently say, we are not a serious nation. I don't even know who to contact anymore to express my disgust. Contacting my DFL representatives results in silence or more often a form letter informing me that they intend to proceed full steam ahead. Contacting GOP representatives is pointless because they're powerless and more often spineless. So to answer my own question, yes, we have reached our final straw, but we're stuck. Moving to a comparable home in a sane state would result in a mortgage two to three times our current one, 30-year versus 15-year. Ironically and unconscionably, fulfilling my own household's dream has become impossible since the Britneys of the world get first crack at my income. You're welcome. Tom from St. Paul. Wow. He's right. Well, of course he's right. But the whole idea, I think I can link this. I've, I've done it. I did it before. And I, I will continue to link this to the failed academy and to the idea that any convention or tradition must be destroyed to bring about the advent of the full mystery, which would be 
basically shredding the constitution of this country and reinventing it as a socialist state. Everyone lives off the government. And I will, I will link this to the protesters yesterday on the Lake Street Bridge, <laughs> uh, shrieking, quite literally, shrieking, sorry, Kenny. I have to find a new word for quite literally because Kenny's right. It's overdone. It's a verbal crutch. I didn't hear about this protest. What ha what what's going on? Here? Three o'clock in the afternoon. The uh, it appeared to me to be the east end of the Lake Street Bridge, the St. Paul end. Mm -hmm. uh, the protesters were shrieking on behalf of Palestine and holding up nefarious signs condemning Israel as patriot uh, as. Uh, as uh, as an colonizer as or? an apartheid state okay and from the south uh, from the east end of the lake street bridge they then went to east cliff where they might have mistakenly believed walls was in residence <laughs> walls is in australia on a trade mission uh in any event there they were all these shriekers and really uh what they're shrieking about is whatever anyone is shrieking about from the failed academy, which has taught them to uh, be distrustful of the United States, mm -hmm. to, to knock it down. And why? Patriarchy, capitalism, entrepreneurship, wealth, achievement, all of which the failed academy has taught these people is unfair if you're not experiencing it, which you could experience it by working, but they would prefer to gather on the bridge and shriek. Okay, and, we're they, making change. and what what Israel is, as I said before, we're seeing it with Israel in such a microscopic form because Israel is so tiny, but it's happening in this country to the same degree, but we don't see it for two reasons. One, we're so vast that we don't know, you know, somebody... Uh, Nazis were marching in Madison, Wisconsin over the weekend. But really no one saw that because they were raking leaves. Our lives, for the most part, continue while all around us these attacks on the country are happening. And uh, The madness ensues yeah, and, and what And the other reason we don't see it is because the media often doesn't report it. I saw nothing in any news gathering source in the Twin Cities today or last night about this protest on the bridge. And it seemed sizable. It seemed it um, seemed a couple hundred maybe. Is there a way to put a positive spin on this? Could it be that responsible people and grown adults who know what's up and know what life is like are just simply ignoring these people because they're complete idiots? That could be, but does that constitute pushback that will result in success? What do you in other, mean? Well, I, in I other words, if you just say to yourself, oh, look at those knuckleheads. Oh, by the way, Johnny, help me with this bag here while I fill it with leaves. There's nothing to stop the knuckleheads from growing and growing and growing oh, and, yeah. and, and, and continuing. Uh, right, right. So you would like a responsible response to this, maybe by what police or who? Um, a mayor saying, sit down and shut up. Something. Uh, so far you've hit two. Yeah, uh, something from grown adults. Right. Right. Yeah, I get it. No, and right. and Israel uh, is seen as patriarchal, colonizing, wealthy, successful, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it, freedom. 
And so these these people are these kids are really stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to go to any one of them that has half the head shaved and half the head pink, and they're carrying the rainbow flag. You what? wouldn't last thirty seconds there. They'd kill you. You did. You had this very experience when yes. grown responsible adults speak up and say, "Hey, kiddo, wait a second. Yeah. Instead of a them turning a listening ear to you and saying, "Yes, my father, speak to me." Oh, they yell louder. Yeah, and they threaten violence yeah. and to kick your ass and and everything else. Yeah, they're but, unwilling to see the other the point the other side of the the argument. Uh, you're better off being gay and transgender. Not better off. You're only going to be successful uh, being gay and in transgender this in this country. Right. I have a note to read about that. Well, well that's, not, that's a pretty good point, Joe. So that we need the gay folks and the transgender folks who have a clue, who know what's up, to go... Um, they have to talk know, to their brothers and sisters. Do you realize what would happen if we, as transgendered or gay people, lived there? You'd, you, be, you'd be killed. Well, do the, you understand? We need somebody like that to speak up. There was no better example of this. I forget what campus, and it was mentioned on the show, I believe, previously. But basically, it was a man-on-the-street deal where a guy walks around this campus with all the pro-Palestinian flag, everything going on, and he said, Hey, do you, do you know the mission statement or whatever it's called of, of Hamas? Oh, well, you know, I, I'm for it. And then they would start reading it. Well, no, I'm against that. Well, no, I'm against that. Well, right. Okay, idiot, it's time to wake up. This is who you're technically supporting. Uh, Greg Cabana sent me a note. Joe, I recently directed your attention to a collection of old George Will articles in a book called With a Happy Eye. But in a 1999 article referencing the already growing area of gender studies, what's that, 24 years ago? Mm-hmm. 1999? Yes. Yep. This paragraph capsulizes the topic as well as many of the other areas of society that the Mysterians are trying to reimagine. Okay, Will wrote this paragraph in 1999. If all human attributes are consequences of social arrangements, then clever rearrangement of society can produce whatever results the rearrangers want. If so, neither biology nor history nor nature is destiny. All is nurture and ephemeral. Nothing is instinctive, innate, permanent. Nothing is destined. Everything is a matter of choice. And as uh, Greg notes, it makes his skin crawl. This was, this was stated 24 years ago. And that's what a great point. I, I love to look at it this way. If nothing is instinctive, innate, or permanent, nothing is destined. And that's what you see with our modern cultural rift in this country. You have uh, legions of people who think they can be whatever they wish to be. Feel. Yeah. They don't, they don't consider that they have a destiny. They don't consider instinct. They don't, in, they don't consider permanency. They don't consider nature. They're just whimsically fluffy they're just floating around being whatever they want. And by the way, you'll get killed in Gaza. Your 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 whimsy fluffiness will meet 
a rocket launch grenade aimed at your stomach. I believe Whimsically Fluffy is playing at the fine line this yes. weekend. I heard about that. I, I rather like that term. I, I just came up with it. Whimsically Fluffy. Whimsically Fluffy. <laughs> well, it'll get you killed anywhere. Whimsically if Fluffy? If you're, you know, in the wrong spot at the yeah. right, wrong time of day. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazingly uh, despairing to see how poorly educated these young people are. It's shocking. But the number continues to grow. That's why what, what Kenny said earlier, is it a good sign? I guess I don't know. Because this, the mob is continuing to grow, right? It's, it's not shrinking by any means. No, the mob is continuing to grow. Well, we have the potential of this being taught in our schools. It's this love for Hamas right. taught in our schools. Well, let me let me turn to that, son. Uh, Jay Coles with KSDP. Yeah, he had a great piece. Found this. The Minneapolis Federation of Teachers, Local 59. Matt, Matt, Local okay, 59. 59. Posted a social, medi- uh, social media resolution that states the following. Hmm. Minneapolis Federation of Teachers mourns the loss of innocent life in Israel and occupied Palestine. We categorically reject violence against all civilians, whether Israeli or Palestinian. We therefore call for an immediate ceasefire to allow humanitarian aid into Gaza and to de-escalate the conflict. As Americans, we also condemn the role our government plays in supporting the system of Israeli occupation and apartheid which lies at the root of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. Finally, we call on the Minnesota State Legislature to repeal anti-BDS, boycott, divest, uh, sanctions. Sanctions. Legislation as it stifles free speech and discriminates against Palestinian refugees, their families, and their supporters. The BDS movement is a peaceful and powerful way to affect lasting positive change in the region. Ethan Roberts is Deputy Executive Director at the Jewish Community Relations Council for Minnesota and the Dakotas. He told Five Eyewitness News that the Local 59 resolution is anti-Semitic and threatening to Jewish teachers and students in Minneapolis public schools. I have talked with so many Jewish teachers who just don't understand why their own union is standing against them. Robert said, kids need to know what their te- that their teachers are an ally, that their schools are safe, and that and the union, which is claiming to represent their teachers, takes a position against their kids. Parents are so upset, and so are Jewish teachers. Isn't it ironic that these same teachers would insist on safety for trans students, but they're not too worried about Jewish students? Not in the least. Don't get it. Robert said the JCRC will send, uh, that's the uh, Jewish Community Relations Council, will send a letter today to the interim super at Minneapolis and each school board member demanding the MPS administration distance itself from the resolution put out by Local 59. Representative Angela Denker is an MPS parent and is one of more than 600 people who've signed the letter in support of the position taken by the Jewish Community Relations Council. 
as much as I want to lift up the voices of Jewish parents and Palestinian parents, I did feel it was important to speak up as well, said Dinker, as much as I want to lift up the voices of Jewish parents and Palestinian parents, I did feel it was important to speak up. Uh, KSTP reached out to MFT Local 59 several times, but has not heard back. Shocker. From union representatives. Now, the union says we mourn the loss of all life, and, and uh, they, were, well, was, yeah. they were virtually obligated to include that sentence. Yeah. You know, I had an interesting exercise today. I'm, I, I, can, I will only do part of it on this show. But I defy anyone to read the play story in today's Star Tribune, which, shockingly enough, wasn't the Vikings game. <laughs> the Star Tribune that came to my house didn't even have the Vikings game score. Wow. A game that got over about, what, 10, 15, 10 Something after like 10. Yeah. The Pioneer Press in St. Paul... Anyways. That came to my house. Did anyway, have anyway, anyway the yeah. play story in the uh, Star Tribune. Uh, the headline is: Infants moved from besieged Gaza hospital. Subhead: Israel says videos show Hamas tunnels under the medical center. And you'll note that it says Israel says, says right. videos show Hamas tunnels. Now you read the whole story. It's a New York Times story. Mm-hmm. And by the New York Times standards, it's it's trying to be objective okay. by their standards. But the reason I didn't do the exercise, I didn't have one of those pens to highlight sentences. That's called a highlighter. Yeah, yeah. one of those. Because all I had was a black one, and I did one sentence, and of course it just blacked it out. It out. I wanted to, like the yellow oh, one God, to, you know, okay. highlight the words. highlight yeah. the deal. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, the way it's written is, com- and I defy anyone to tell me I'm wrong. I, it's written slanted against Israel. You have to w- look for it, but it's there. The way okay. the sentences are structured, the oh, yeah. way attribution is afforded, this, oh, this, is, this is slanted against Israel. That slant has been driving me crazy for years from both the Star Tribune and the New York Times. And it's evident in almost every story about almost any topic, not just Israel. Yeah, uh, no, I agree with you. You're absolutely right. The lead is four days after it was seized by Israeli troops, the Gaza Strip's largest hospital has become a death zone the World Health Organization said, okay. as 31 premature babies in extremely precarious health there were evacuated Sunday. Emergency medical workers from the Palestine Red Crescent Society and the World Health Organization, a United Nations agency, transported the babies by ambulance from the hospital, Shifa in Gaza City, to the neonatal intensive care unit of a hospital in the city of Rafa, 25 miles south in southern Gaza. And it goes on to say, uh, the infants have uh, captured global attention. Here's one. Coming to symbolize. Highlight. Highlighter. Highlighter alert. What Israel's critics, which would include the New York Times. Yes. What Israel's critics call (laughs) the recklessness of its assault. Yeah. 
That wasn't one gets they, highlighted. Wasn't there a reckless assault on October 7th? Uh, I don't believe that. I don't think they know that that happened. I think they missed that story. Otherwise, you would think they would make note of it. The uh, recklessness of its assault and the heavy Oh, they toll. do. Actually, next paragraph. <laughs> Read the whole story, Kenny. The military campaign began after the Hamas attacks of October 7th that the Israelis say killed about 1,200 people. Oh, my people. God, you're right. I missed that. The assailants. The assailants are Israel. Oh, no, maybe the assailants no, are the, the, uh, Hamas. Not, yeah. The assailants also seized more than 200 as hostages. The, the Israelis say. Yeah. And took them back to Gaza. Negotiations aimed at raising at least some of the hostages and, re and observing a ceasefire were still underway. It's a long story. I just say, to my observant eye, given that I've been reading newspapers for a long time, mm -hmm. I know how this was put together. Got it. Let me play devil's advocate as there always. Here we go. Oh, good. Well, okay. I, I, I've got just something on, too. I've got something just too. on this sentence, the one you just read. How how would you have worded it had you been writing? The assailants also seized more than two hundred as hostages, and just leave that as fact. You know. Yeah. Is well, that, I, 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 I certainly wouldn't okay, write that, yeah. as the Israelis say. Change the subject, John. Nick mm -hmm. uh, says he was abducted by aliens, and Nick says that the aliens removed his nipples. You know what I yeah. mean? It's the way they're writing it. Fun story. Well, so that would be wrong too then, right? To say yeah. Nick says? No, it, it, it's, it's the tone that it gives to you. The unbelieving Nick says, the Israelis say, dot, dot, well, So dot. then you wouldn't say Nick says. You'd just stay there. And you also wouldn't say Israelis say. Okay, you wouldn't say Nick I, Here's says. how I would say it, John. <laughs> 200 yes. hostages, as has been confirmed on uh, dozens of videos and uh, a wide variety of news sites. Okay. I, I, okay. Well, if I wasn't a New York Times I, I believe, reporter, I mean, I believe it happened. I have no problem with that. I'm just saying. And because I believe it happened, I would offer some confirmation that it happened by saying according to a wide number of parents who's uh, testified about their missing children photographs made public and uh, videos and reports in dozens of international okay. news gathering institutions okay. i got you that's how i would do it i got you say you know what wednesday is Yes. The day before Thanksgiving. The day before Thanksgiving. That's right. The biggest party night of the year. That's right. <laughs> and we're going to announce the center of the American experiment might even duck in here and announce the winner of the 2023 Golden Turkey Award for Waste in Government Spending. Still time to vote. Go to uh, AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey and you can vote on either the $500 million office building, which is not even needed, the Flying Squirrel Study, the $195 million Northern Lights Express, or the $12 million money pit governor's mansion on Summit Avenue. I don't know. They are to be commended for coming up with four because they, they had to be choosing from hundreds of examples as this insane legislature blew the whole wad this last session and even gobbled up the $18 billion in surplus.
Vote on your choice today at AmericanExperiment.org, where you can go for great information. AmericanExperiment.org, Golden Turkey. The winners will be announced live right here Wednesday. Hi, everybody. It's John, and I'm here to tell you eating is better with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and they'll only take you two minutes to get ready. Factor gives you lots of options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and lots more. They're great options for the entire day. Whatever meal you're having are just midday bites to keep you fueled up. Whatever your schedule is, Factor's meals are flexible to fit what you've got going on. No prep, no mess, premium food options, no cooking required. Plus, you can get as much or as little as you need choosing your own meals every week. Pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. It's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to taste great and supply you with the nutrition you need. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 to get 50% off. Does advertising on GarageLogic work? Listen to what Pete Arnold from HirePro has to say. My results advertising with GarageLogic have been absolutely outstanding. Jellers understand my business and what we do and how Joe vets anyone that advertises on here. That level of validation and trust has helped me with a 6 to 1 ROI for my commercial spend. This group is amazing, and using GarageLogic for your company's advertising will generate results. If you'd like to get results for your business, visit GarageLogic.com and enter keyword partner. That's GarageLogic.com, keyword partner. Not a GarageLogic town council member? Here's what you're missing. Kenny, I met your kid. Big redheaded galoot came in there looking for his truck. I can't believe that you have a kid that good looking, that big and strong and handsome. A lot of hair. A lot of hair. And a lot of hair above said, the you neck. you got a beard at least as horse as your old man. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to cut his hair and it's going to be the happiest day of my life. But I am not going to tell him that because you got to, when you're in your 20s, you got to be in your 20s. Yeah, but he can have long hair. He has hair. Part of me is envious, and the other part is like, nah, I don't I don't want to deal with all that. That's, Remember, you had the curly locks way back. I had very long hair, yeah. so it's a lot of work. Yeah, well, that's too bad. Neil Young, you had long hair, too. Oh, man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like going here. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Sounds like winter might be making a comeback later, coming up here pretty soon. Uh, I'm not seeing anything about snow, but, you know, it's getting chilly. That means uh, seafoam is the answer. I just filled up a couple of tractors on Saturday with winter diesel, and just for good measure, because they don't see a lot of use over the winter, uh, but they do get fired up occasionally, just for good measure. I dropped in about a half a can of seafoam in each one of them, seafoam good on all of your cylinders, whether they're summer, winter, year-round. I realized also over the weekend I've been talking about side-by-sides like they're a seasonal vehicle. They're not. We're running our side-by-sides year-round. And if you're running enough gasoline through your side-by-side, you know, just a few drops will do you. But if, in fact, you do put it away for the winter, take all the normal precautions with a good dose, a big old slug of sea foam. You know what else likes sea foam? Anything that locks 
spray down the uh, anything that lo- any locks you have with deep creep. Do it now before the sleet and the rain and the freezing kicks in. That way, uh, you know that lock, that paddle lock, will open. There's there's no such thing as a paddle lock. <laughs> Whenever it needs to open, the deep creep along with the motor treatment, the trans lock. The bugs be gone. All of it are available wherever fine automotive chemicals are sold. Hold on, get the net. Seafoam, a local company with a global reach and a miracle in the world of bad gas. Okay, the, this is a bright day for for some creatures. Turkeys, because today is the annual pardoning of the turkeys. Oh yes, yes. On the White House lawn, and mm-hmm. we have the audio of our exclusive. President. It's exclusive. exclusive. No one else has this. Right. Uh, only Minnesota. Are the turkeys from Minnesota? I believe so. Maybe that's why we're the only ones who have the audio. Mm-hmm. But here's our president today on the White House lawn. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or or or. Mm-hmm. Rip Britney's tour. She's down yeah. in. Yeah. It's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Sir, uh, what in the? It's, it's not Britney. No, I, I think be, you mean. I think Taylor he's talking Swift. about Taylor Swift. I think you mean Taylor Swift. <laughs> I I don't believe it's called the Renaissance tour. I believe it's the Eras. I think Is it's it Eras. Eras tour. Well, you would know. You're a ticket holder. Yeah. Right. But you purchase <laughs> tickets. Like I did. Twenty tickets. I did discover though that Liberty and Bell—they're <laughs> turkeys—were the two turkeys' names. That's right. Yeah. Were they from Minnesota? They yeah. traveled they're a from, long distance. From Wilmer, yes. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, yes, sir. Your well, thoughts? Well, I mean, he, he fashioned this, which is fine. Uh, what are you going to do? It's just turkeys. But he acted as though the turkeys around the country were aware of that they could compete for this honor, mm-hmm. and and these two turkeys. Mm-hmm apparently succeeded and were willing to travel the long way to the White House to get the award. And uh, how? Uh, what do you think the over-under is on minutes, hours, days, on when the two got euthanized after the photo shoot? I mean, do you think they saw the sunset? I don't uh, think they made it back to Wilmot. It's, yeah. it's today, so they right. haven't it's seen today, the sunset they, either way. They yeah. haven't seen Maybe it they're ever. having a nice feast. Yeah. yeah. So that would... happened early this morning because I was yep. seeing footage on TV at like 6 a.m. There's no way yep. that old fart was up then. This yeah. morning, he was yeah. given the presidential pardon to Liberty and Bell, according to the you know, story. Uh, I, I know the list. telling you what I saw this morning at 6 a.m. I know the list. But I know you're so much smarter than the rest <laughs> of us, so I'll go with your In version. Fact, the competition. Genius. The competition to be. There you go. Uh, Can you count that high? <laughs> what's the word I want? What's he uh, doing to these? Tr- pardoning? But the competition for the pardoning. Uh, he said it was, it was as tough as getting a ticket for Britney on the Renaissance tour. Right. Wow. That's a tough ticket. That is a Since hell that of a tough ticket. Doesn't ticket. exist. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> God love them. And uh, you know what doesn't? I know the listener. Jimmy Carter right now makes more sense than right. Biden. Um, the president, you know, who the, lost his dear Rosalind. The video. They were in love, man. Yeah. Accompanying this, it doesn't do the listener any help, but he's the sun is right in his eyes. Who, Biden? Yeah, so yeah. he's got the eye squint going as yeah. he's trying to read the teleprompter. So that's why I'm willing to give him some benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 
Do you think Britney was on the, or not Britney, but Taylor was on the teleprompter? <laughs> I oh, doubt sure. that. Uh, no, I bet it was. You think so? I think He'll so. Play, he'll read anything you put on That's there. That's a good point. He'll read anything you put on that <laughs> teleprompter. And uh, I think it was on the teleprompter. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hold on, there's more, I believe. Happy birthday to you. This is my favorite. Happy birthday Going to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> to you. I wish it went. It's kind of what I was doing at the Eagles concert when I couldn't remember the lyrics <laughs> on Friday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Alice, happy birthday. Thank you. You want to hear a great stat? Hey, I have no it, idea. Can, what, John? Can I interrupt you just sure. for a minute here? Because, you know, Kenny was angry with me, and I want to clarify all this. Oh, God. There was a news conference yesterday with the turkeys, Kenny. This morning, they were pardoned on the White House grounds. There. We was Did we hear our president from yesterday then? This had to Probably, have been. Probably, I would guess. Oh. Don't you think? This morning they were part. It's of his them. birthday today, I believe. On the lawn. Oh, for God's sake. I think he's 81 today. No, 81. 81's not that old. I think we should quit making fun of this. 81 ain't what it used to be. It sure isn't. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't. This uh, Dan Janish sent this, and I love it. I and he said he's gonna. He did the math. You guys tell me if you find the math accurate. Okay. Are ready? Yeah, in a ball. Sure. Hail the flashlight Do I need to king. write this down? Hail, Hail you. you. I recently read that Minneapolis has passed the 7,000 mark in stolen cars this year. Congratulations. Which nice. raised the question in my mind, how bad is that? So I did some research. Here's where you chastise the boys for not doing it. I think my math is correct. But someone listening will more than likely check it. Are you ready? Yep. Let me adjust this microphone. Is that better, Chris? Much better, Joe. <laughs> the Minneapolis population in 2022, 425,000 people. Sounds right to me. Okay. Number of Minneapolis households for which the most recent number he has is 2021. Number of Minneapolis households, 182,419. Okay. Is anybody writing anything down? I am. Give me that last Only John is. Right I here. am. 425,000 population, number of households, 182,419. All right. Percent of households in Minneapolis with a car. And unfortunately, he's only got 2016 numbers. 87.2%. percent of 182,419, the number of households with cars, is 159,069. Number of cars divided by the number of stolen. 159,069 divided by 7,000 equals 22.7%. 22.7% of all households in Minneapolis have had their car stolen. I'm not going to doubt the guy. May I add? There, there is one problem. What? You're probably going to say what I'm going to well, say. Well, how do you, 
he's attributing only one car that's, to a household. That's what I was going to say. There's probably probably the average is closer to two cars two. a household. But there are also probably some households in that 87% that he attributed that might not, you know what I'm saying? So I think his efforts were well undertaken. Absolutely. Uh, I think he's on to something, and that sounds about right to me. About 22%, you get your car stolen. 7,000 is a big number. Yeah. We can, we can safely say that. And it didn't occur to any of you screwballs to do this. We no, had a, a story. We talked about this extensively in September when numbers came out, and there were a couple of uh, stories about this, but the numbers were in the low 6,000s, if I remember right. Hmm. And they were still talking at that point uh, about us hitting the record. So that's the last we spoke about this. What I've been looking for the uh, the whole time you were, guys were doing that math. By the way, I don't do math. I, that's why I have Linda, Linda Keller. She does all my math yep. for me. It's the yeah. only math that matters is my taxes. Uh, but what I was looking for was break-ins. I would love to know how many residents and or households, I don't care how you give me the figure, have experienced car break-ins in the last 11 months. That'd be a fun figure to know. Because I'll, I'll bet a lot of them actually go unreported. Well, I bet they do, too. I bet they do, too. May I, may I say something about cranberries? I know that's a dramatic switch. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've been reading a lot lately about cranberries. About cranberries. How, how, are you 81 today? No. Okay. Big I, weekend, huh? No, I've been reading about there's only one cranberry farm in Minnesota. Oh, There are many in Wisconsin. Really? Didn't know that. There's yeah. only one. It's a family-owned operation in Aiken. And uh, they're not raised in water. The water is used to somehow have some role in the... Uh, wasn't Harvest. that your Rook? Wasn't that your guys? Uh, no, they were Cherry. They were Michigan. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Here's my only question. So I said to the CP yesterday, "Well, can you buy raspberries? I'm not raspberries. Can you buy cranberries at the store? Yes. That are literally there. It goes again. That are just the cranberries that." I Just the cranberries. Can. Yes, I believe you can. Yeah, you can buy and a bag if, of cranberries. And I love cranberries so much, I was wondering, I wonder what they taste like. Tart. Oh, they're tart. They're, they're terribly very... bitter. Yeah. 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 She said, you can't eat them. They're bitter. I'll, I'll put something together for you. So she... What a gal. Apparently, she made a mush of these real cranberries, and she used some recipe that, the recipe that called for orange to mix with it mm -hmm. that apparently can take away the, the bite. Okay. And and I enjoyed it, but it it wasn't a, anything like I anticipated. Is this a funeral home commercial? <laughs> where where are we going with this? Where's the final? We're not going anywhere except. <laughs> Hello, good neighbor. Well, the turkeys got me thinking of it. Uh, the uh, the cranberries that we are accustomed to, they must really have a ton of sugar in them to sweeten them up. There you go, Joey. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. And these, right out of the bag, like grapes, they're unedible. Right. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah they are. You, you, you yes. You got to cook, boil You're them, or whatever. Correct. Make mush out of them. Yeah, what you got to do? Add some brown sugar. Cook them down. Cook them down. Yeah. Cook them down. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I had that. I'm sorry yeah. I go back to where I was. Happy now. birthday, Mr. Mayor. I, I thought for sure, like Kenny, that you were starting a spot there. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to laugh. Now I have something else. Okay. okay. What do you got? Well, now you know now we're on to stuffing. 
No, we're off food now. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn it. Our buddy Tim Bilstrom writes, not sure if you see when your emails come in. Well, yeah, I do, Tim. But I work late hours. Anyway, driving late at night, I realize a lot of the streetlights are out. The copper wires get stolen, and we have no lights. Uh, it gets replaced, and the wire gets stolen again. Nobody gets arrested, as far as I know. Nothing happens except I think the city gave up replacing the wire, uh, so there's no lights. I think there's some sort of link to be made. No lights, blind to what is happening. I will leave that link to you, the expert. Good luck, Tim. Well, well I would only add to it. I haven't noticed a lot of street lights out. Okay. Uh, ours were. Our entire block was out. That got fixed. What I have noticed are these blue street lights. Have you seen those? The high res or high intense yeah. blue. Yes. Yeah. You know what that is? Yeah. It's an, it's a it's a failure of the bulb. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a blue bulb. No, a big batch um, from it, a year or so that ago. That don't fit the socket correctly, yeah. and they come out, they cast this blue glow, th- which I find very European and off-putting. Are right? these the ones that we banned in your city? I have no idea if they're um, banned. No, it's a manufactured yeah, It's defect. a defect in the oh. bulb. So what I want to know is, well, then go fix it. Right. Well, we need another uh, government uh, program We're going to ne- need to raise your taxes for yeah. that. That's not in the budget. I don't like them. They're very. I expect to hear. What's how's a European siren go? That's what I expect to hear when I see the blue lights. Yeah, I don't like. Them. You don't expect you. No, that's a white light. That's a white light. Can I? Uh, can I take a stab at this one? <laughs> yes. So I'm going to guess the discovery was made by the mayor when you were out on your walk. And when you discovered the light bulb, you kind of came to a stop and you went, what's going on with that light bulb? Yeah, come on. No, no, because I'm, I'm not, I haven't been walking at night. I've noticed this at night. Well, it gets dark early. I don't know if you know that. It does. There's something from St. Paul. The lights are under warranty and the manufacturers providing replacements as they fail. Yep. According to Lisa Hebert, Hebert. The city yeah. says if hey, you hey, see, yeah. if yeah, that might be actually correct. Uh, the city says if you see the telltale blue tinge, oh. call the location to the city's lighting division, and they provide a phone number. Call the lighting department. Yes. Well, then maybe I should note that number and call and be a good citizen. Yeah, you should be one of those pains in the ass. Yeah. Hey, this is Sushere, uh Fifth and Main. You got I'm the blue uh, one. I'm the mayor of Garage Logic. <laughs> it's over there in Gumption. You know what you have? A project. You're going to walk around town. You've got a reason to live now, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> you know, yes. Kenny, uh, get that little reporter's I notebook out. I think you out. and I are going to have a little chat after He's the got show. The flip yeah, pen. so are Sammy and I. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a six o'clock meeting, huh? Get you out of that grain cart. Say, right now at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and. Yes, sir. Burnsville? Yeah. yeah. I'm yep. familiar. They're doing a buy one, get one, 50% off mix and match Christmas sale on all electric bikes in stock, which includes Bintelli, Scootstar, and Yamaha. Okay. All Tau Motor Youth ATVs, and yes, they have the wireless kill switch, so you can kill it on them anytime. Not like the government trying to put kill switches in cars so they can kill us. Got it. This, this is for the parent to sit in a lawn chair and then keep the kid from running into a boulder, right? right? All Bintelli scooters in stock. 
All SYX Youth Dirt Bikes in stock. This is the mix and match. Buy one, 50% off the other one. Great time to buy gifts, an e-bike for the wife or an ATV for your child or grandchild. All Vespa scooters, 10% off. But that's only for GLers. The prices are not marked. So you go in, you kick the tires, then you say to the guy, hey, uh, I'm GL, I'm GL. Then you get not only 10% off, free winter storage. Now you're talking. All right. ATVs, you got a lot of snow removing equipment. If you mention GL and buy any vehicle in stock before Christmas, EcoFund's gift to you is a 10-pound double-smoked ham from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market in Hugo, the best ham you will ever have, and these are the best outdoor fun equipment products you'll ever have. Nice. EcoFunMotorsports.com. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of 35. I say immediately, give yourself two or three blocks. And in Forest, in uh, Burnsville, I'm sorry, in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Gentlemen. It's that magical time. Guess what I'm going to be doing? Maybe this week, maybe Friday, since Wrapping we're not working. Presents. No. Taking my 12-year-old to open up his first account at the bank. Oh, sweet. North American Banking Company. Hand in hand, Joe. We'll probably skip on our way in. Wow. This is a big day. Don't you remember? No. You don't? No. Helping your son nope. establish his own? No. Nope. North American Banking Company is now my bank. I think bank. it's very nice that you're going to do that. Well, you know... A, I'm going to teach him fiduciary responsibility. My kids could teach me that. <laughs> right. So <laughs> we know. Uh, six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville. You can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send these out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly quickly and expand their business with confidence. So go online today and check them out. It's nabankco.com. nabankco.com is the website for North American Banking Company. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Joe? John How Hyde. are you? John Yes, Hyde. Hyde. yes thank news. you, Joe. Yes. This... Uh, News is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Uh, let's go back to Friday to start the news. Uh, after we uh, recorded our show, the Minneapolis City Council voted to not go forward with that new $15 million police incentive plan. Solid the council idea. rejecting the plan by a vote of 8 to 5 during the special meeting. Uh, Mayor Fry had called that special meeting. The city's labor negotiators had signed a tentative deal with the police union earlier this month to offer 18 grand in bonuses over two and a half years to existing officers and 15 grand to new recruits over the same time period in exchange for granting police chief Brian O'Hara expanded power to fill empty shifts more quickly. Funding for the proposal would have drawn from one-time public safety aid passed earlier this year by the state legislature. However, during a budget committee meeting earlier this week, several council members expressed strong opposition to the proposal. 
Ultimately, the council voted to keep the item off the agenda. That happened last Tuesday. Right after that, Mayor Fry called the special meeting on Friday, and that's where it was voted down. Uh, look up Emily Kosky for me, Rook. I think it's K-O-S-K-I. She voted against it, and she was uh, most routinely the one I saw interviewed by television stations. I don't know a lot about her, so go ahead, Emily John. Kosky, City of Minneapolis, yep. yes, Ward 11. Yep. Lifelong resident of Minneapolis. She's a resident of the Page neighborhood. I don't know where that is. Uh, and has served as a block leader for her street basketball coach, various councils. Graduated from the University of St. Thomas with a degree in marketing and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she worked as a business analyst for Target Corporation downtown. Uh, owning and operating a Minneapolis-based small business and working as a director of client development for Antenna, a Twin Cities-based marketing consulting firm. Her professional experience, uh, board member of the Habitat for Humanity Leadership Council, member of the Minneapolis Public Schools Parent Legislative Committee, member of the Hale Elementary School Site Council, Wait uh, Wait Park Site School Council, uh, and a member of the Wait Park Community Council, and board member of 261 Fearless. Whatever she that does is. Not, um, does not give us more information on family. She sounds events. like a candidate who might have voted for paying Well, I was going to say, yeah. she doesn't sound like she's too, uh, euphorian by her bio. She's a Tommy, though, I hear. Oh, that doesn't mean much. <laughs> uh do me a favor, uh, John, you continue. In the meantime, Rook, what is 261 fearless? Okay. All right, go ahead, Johnny. The U.S. Supreme Court this morning rejecting former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin's appeal of his conviction for the second-degree murder and the killing of George Floyd. The justices did not comment on leaving in place state court rulings affirming Chauvin's conviction and his 22-and-a-half-year sentence. His lawyers argued that their client was denied a fair trial in 2021 because of pretrial publicity and concerns for violence in the event of an acquittal. Chauvin is separately appealing the other conviction, the one on federal civil rights charges. A story you talked about, Joe, the Jewish Community Relations Council of Minnesota and the Dakotas asking the Minneapolis School Board to distance itself from that statement by the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers Local 59 about Israel's connection to the ongoing conflict. The union blames Israeli policies for starting the war last month and criticized the American government for supporting Israel. The statement says... The U.S. government should stop backing what it calls Israel's system of occupation and apartheid. Ethan Roberts is deputy executive director at the Jewish Community Relations Council for Minnesota and the Dakotas. He says the MFT Local 59 resolution is anti-Semitic and threatening to Jewish teachers and students in Minneapolis public schools. 261 Fearless, excuse me, John, a growing presence in the world of women's empowerment globally. We use running as our vehicle to help women achieve their potential and live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives. We reach out to disempowered women of all ages and backgrounds and inspire, educate, and support them. Uh, it's a global campaign. It looks like it's a national deal. Uh, we believe that the right support network is crucial for every woman, from our potential members who need a helping hand to even turn up their first club meet run. So it's a running group. It's a running group, yes. Okay, thank you. Yep. 
Uh, the Star Tribune reporting a public schools department in Minneapolis will soon reveal its finalists for superintendent, capping a search that stretched for more than a year after the appointment of Rochelle Cox as interim leader for Minnesota's fourth largest school district. A committee composed of school board members, students, district educators, and representatives from the community selected finalists last week. Those candidates will be announced this week. The school board will then interview superintendent candidates over two or three consecutive evenings beginning November 27th. Uh, board members will then vote to decide their preferred candidate December 1st. All meetings are open to the public. And uh, the one story I, I didn't think would cause any controversy that's already caused controversy this morning, two Minnesota turkeys <laughs> play a key role in the annual holiday tradition to kick off Thanksgiving week. And I have nailed everything down here. Okay, The comments you had, Chris, this morning, they, they were from this morning. Right. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. Sure. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's tour. She's down in it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Now, almost had it, pops. If you were sitting at the Legion. Wouldn't you bring the bartender over and say, you got his keys, right? He's not, yeah. he's not driving, right? The uh, Minnesota connection here, Liberty and Bell, are from Wilmer and provided by Jenny O. Their name based on suggestions submitted to the Minnesota Turkey Growers Association at the Minnesota State Fair. The event uh, marks the unofficial start of the holiday season in Washington. The official presentation of a turkey to the president began way back in 1947 under President Harry Truman. The pardoning thing, that whole thing started under President George H.W. Bush. Now there's an interesting, interesting yeah. question, John. Uh-huh. Do you think his handlers... Gave him the little aside about how tough it is to get a ticket for Taylor, and he just blew the whole thing? Or do you think he went off script and came up with that by himself? There's yeah. no way he went off script. Or, you know, that he was attempting to, to come up with that on his own. I'm, I'm inclined to believe he, he that that was provided for him, and he just blew it. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he didn't get the details correct. And right. as Kenny mentioned, <laughs> the bartending version of that, Kenny, is, hey, bud, how about a water? <laughs> you, I ain't making you another cocktail. Right. Why don't we uh, take a break here and uh, hear from the mayor himself? Speaking Mr. of our guy, all right. Sushere. Look, an important week for food. Hell yes. Get to Grunhofer's hams, turkeys. You want to stand around and cook a broth while you, the turkey's cooking? Can you buy a pardon turkey? You at could buy a pardon turkey at Grunhofer's. Well, no, no. No, these are all condemned turkeys. Got it. Right. Okay. But uh, what a great time to get to Grunhofer's old ma- old fashioned meats in Hugo, and Forest Lake. Not only for the uh, turkey and ham, but how about the bacon, the pork, the chicken, the brats. Let's go. The ready cooked meals. You're busy this week. You can call Grunhofer's, have a meal put together: baked bean, ground beef, hot dish, Swedish meatballs. Pulled pork, beef, chicken, and turkey, whatever you want. Have them put it together for you and uh, call ahead and pick it up. You can call the Hugo store at 651-426-2800. 
Call the Forest Lake store at 651-982-1182. Free range natural premium specialty turkey. Oh my That's word. That's what they have. Oh my word. And remember, they're hiring. If you want to get into this game, the meat industry, yep. uh, you can't beat joining the Grunhoffers team. And I've already given you the phone number. You can call and inquire about part-time positions. And soon, a White Bear Lake store to open. But, Rook, they have everything, too, don't they? The potatoes, sure, everything and, you need. And for those of you that are sad and lonely on Thanksgiving, I'm sorry for that. But you can go get your turkey stuffing and gravy brought. If you're not having the big shindig, just get the brat. Get it, get it on your own. Yeah, that's your own Thanksgiving a meal. A turkey dinner in a brat? Yes. That's that sounds fantastic. Well, I'm sure it's delicious. Oh, my word. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's just north of Hugo on Highway 61. And uh, you're going up north to Grandma's and you're going up 35. Get off on 97, go immediately east, and there's Grunhofer's in Forest Lake. Load up the cooler, get back in the car, and head up to Grandmother's. Grand, uh, Grunhofer's or Grandma's Old Fashioned Meats. Whatever. It's Grandma's Old Fashioned Meats, but they're available at Grunhofer's. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. We are going to get to Suchi Boy, and he's going to tell you his whole story. But prior to that, I want to. Uh, What's I want story? To, I want to take you on a, oh, whatever you're whatever you're talking about oh. today. You know your your story of the day. I want to sidetrack everybody and let everybody know there is a product out there at mysoundstory.com. This is brand new and it's up and coming. And they have a great deal. Picture this. We were talking about your mom and dad's first date before the show, and no, you don't know well, what it is. No, you don't we, know what it was. No, we were talking about the grandparents. Okay, you don't know what it was. Wouldn't it be great if there was a company that put that all together and it was on video so you would have that forever? You and the CP. You think those grandkids or those great-grandkids want to know how a wonderful romantic life you guys have had together? Yeah, they want to know. All right, well, the holidays are approaching, and I have the perfect gift idea for your family. It's called Sound Story. It's a professionally produced one-hour-long conversation in which you or one of your loved ones is interviewed by your choice of one of our professionals' interviewers, including me, the Rook. It's a conversation that includes their experience from childhood, school, career, meeting that special someone, or whatever they've experienced, all that you love about them. With Sound Story, or, you know what, here's the deal. Your loved ones' voices are saved for your family. And since it's Black Friday this week, Sound Story has a special Black Friday discount of 10% off gift cards at mysoundstory.com when you enter promo code FLASHLIGHT now through Friday. Imagine being able to listen to a podcast interview with your grandparents, your mom, your dad, one of your best friends telling their life story. It's possible now with Sound Story. It's a gift you will never regret giving, but it's a gift 60. that everybody in your family will love. Go to, here's the here's the clicker right here, boy. Just go to mysoundstory.com and enter promo code FLASHLIGHT and get this Black Friday week special, 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. That's promo code FLASHLIGHT at mysoundstory.com. I poked her on the website. It's great. Sound Story for you, for them, forever. 
Thank you, Rock. The Israeli military released multiple videos that appear to show Hamas militants forcibly transporting hostages inside Shifa Hospital on October 7th, the day Hamas militants seized them during the rampage that left more than 12,000 people dead. The military says the videos show a Nepalese civilian and a Thai civilian who were kidnapped from Israeli territory. In one of the videos, a person is being dragged along a hospital corridor. Another shows a bleeding person on a gurney. Israeli vehicles stolen during the attack can also be seen inside the hospital compound. Separately on Sunday, the Israeli military published video of what it describes as a tunnel running 55 meters in length and dug by Palestinians under the Shifa compound. While acknowledging it has a network of hundreds of secret tunnels, bunkers, and shafts throughout the enclave, Hamas has denied that they're located in any civilian infrastructure like hospitals. The video shows a passage with arched concrete roofing, ending at what the military in a statement described as a blast-proof door. President Biden's approval rating has declined to the lowest level of his presidency, 40 percent, most of that because majority of all voters disapprove of his handling of foreign policy and the Israel-Hamas war. That according to the latest national NBC News poll. What's more, the poll finds Biden behind former President Trump for the first time in a hypothetical general election matchup, mm. although that deficit well within the poll's margin of error for a contest that's still 11 months away. The erosion for Biden is most pronounced among Democrats, a majority of whom think Israel has gone too far in its military action in Gaza, and among voters ages 18 to 34, with a whopping 70% of them disapproving of Biden's handling. You know what Israel should war. do? But, well, they should just take it. If they, if they get hit, they should just take it. Bury their dead, and if they get hit again, they should just take it. They shouldn't respond. They don't play that way. Don't know. They shouldn't respond. They should <laughs> just sit there and... And and die. Offer the other cheek. Yeah, no, they yeah. De- they deserve it. Yeah, right? just die. Or, yeah. Let me start off with two words: made in America. Those are three words, yep, sir. Three words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Donald Trump leads all Republican candidates for the GOP, not by a lot. We know that, but surprisingly, a new poll says he leads Florida Governor Ron DeSantis by thirty-nine points in Florida. Holy mackerel! Wow. Trump won 60% of support among unregistered Republicans polled by the University of North Florida, while DeSantis claimed 21%. In third place, Nikki Haley, Trump's former U.N. ambassador, with 6% of the Republican voters. So the rhinos hold the key to the next election, right? Sounds like it. Yeah. Which way will they go? Rosalind Carter, a lifelong advocate for mental health and human rights, died surrounded by family yesterday, two days after entering hospice care. She was 96. She was, of course, married to the nation's 39th president, Jimmy Carter, for 77 years. Served as the first lady during his tenure from 77 to 81. She survived by four children, numerous grandchildren, and a great-grandchild. Jimmy, who terminated medical intervention in February amid his own health challenges at the age of 99, remains in hospice care at home. Among the uh, photographs, again, over the weekend, mm-hmm. or today, uh, is that picture of when Joe and... Uh, oh, yeah. What's Joe's wife's name? Jill? Yeah, Dr. When Jill. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Biden visited the Carters <laughs> within the last year... And uh, they look like ventriloquist dummies. Oh, yeah. They're about two feet high sitting on the chair. It's very weird. It's a very strange (laughs) photograph.
They look like uh, I'll have to very dig small, that one up. Very small. I'll go after that one. Yeah. I forgot about that uh, picture. (laughs) They got it done a little earlier than predicted. That elevated L.A. freeway closed for more than a week because of an arson fire reopened ahead of this morning's commute. Uh, November 11th blaze fed by flammable material stored under the roadway in violation of a company's lease shut a mile-long stretch of Interstate 10 near downtown. Snarling traffic as repair crews worked around the clock. Officials had said last week all lanes were expected to reopen by tomorrow, but they moved it up to today after significant progress was made. Officials had initially you said... You giant continue- corners were cut just to get the thing... <laughs> I'm Officials kidding. had initially said it could take about 250 workers between three and five weeks to shore up the span after the blaze burned about 100 support columns. Meanwhile, investigators say they are looking for a person of interest. They released two pictures in a crime alert notification on social media showing a man in his 30s with a brace on his right knee and apparent burn injuries on his left leg. They'd like to talk to him about the fire being started. Hundreds of defendants sentenced to prison today in a case that prosecutors and experts said dealt a crucial blow to the mafia in southern Italy, showed how the mob retains deep ties to cocaine trafficking, but also exerts control over the local economy and institutions through powerful politicians. The sentences marked a blow to the criminal syndicate known as Undrangheta by imprisoning leading members of the Mancuso crime family, a group based in the southern Italian city of Vivo Valencia that prosecutors say has strong links to criminal organizations in the United States and elsewhere. Did anybody see the uh, Stephen Van Zandt segment on 60 Minutes? I taped it. I did, yes. He he wants you to think he's kind of a mob guy. He, uh, (laughs) he, He said he came by the role in The Sopranos naturally. And I thought, you're full of BS. Hey, Van Zant, you got that whole mob yeah. thing going. <laughs> but it was a fun. He's the conciliate, conciliate, he's the uh, consigliere. consigliere of the yeah. E Street Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does he wear the damn head thing? If, is he bald? He was, no, he was in an accident that caused uh, a car accident. Yeah. Uh, caused uh, part of his head to become um Funny. Misshapen, Disfig- for lack of a better word. Disfigured. Yeah. Disfigured. Like Thank a cognac deal? Or? Why doesn't he I go and get I don't, I don't know. You can get. You can fix that. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. Like a cognac deal. We are from Can't, Valdar. Oh, what about that wig he wore in The Sopranos? Yeah. Just wear that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's a, <laughs> all the time. Just keep yeah, all the, the time. Wig. Yeah. I'll be damned. Got that yeah, old cowboy thing. that whole uh, mob thing going. You know. Got that old mob um, thing going. Backwards baseball hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that what Brett Michaels does? Doesn't he wear the headband for the same reason? I just think he wears it to hold in what's ever left. Got it. <laughs> what about Steven, okay. um, Steven Tyler with the scarves? Yeah. Is that just to cover up wrinkles? Yeah. I think so. love him, though. I think so. Have you ever looked into a scarf, Joe? <laughs> just I don't just a maybe a thought. I, I have know. a Minnesota Wild scarf. That's a, not a bad idea. Oh. It'd be a good look. Yeah. A faded and cracked felt hat worn by Napoleon Bonaparte sold at auction Sunday for two point one million dollars. It's the signature broad black hat. You know the one you, you've seen the pictures of. It's sure. funny sideways hat. Yep, so one three of corners, handful. John. Is it three corners? Uh, it's, it's only two, actually. You know, I'll tell oh, you just the story. two. Yeah, that's true. Well, my hat it has three corners. Does three it? corners has my hat. 
If it has not three corners, it's not my hat. All right. The signature okay. hat, one of a handful. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. Yep. Still in existence that Napoleon wore when he ruled 19th century France and waged war in Europe. They thought it might bring up to seven, $800,000. But it went for the 2.1. It was the centerpiece of Sunday's auction in Fontainebleau, a memorabilia collected by a French industrialist who died last year. Now, I did not know this. Uh, as Joe said, it had the two pointy sides. You're supposed to wear them the other way. So but the points are front and back? Correct, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. started wearing it that sideways way because uh, he would go to battle with his uh, his men, yeah. and he wanted the men to be able to recognize him immediately. Oh, I so see. he turned it this way, and they and they knew Napoleon's up there on the hill. Or, I'm probably going to see it just because Joaquin's in it. I think, yeah, he's pretty I, good. It, it looks pretty good yeah. actually. The sale does come just days, what Joe was talking about, before the release of Ridley Scott's film Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix, which is rekindling interest in the controversial French ruler. He was a little guy. Yeah, he yeah. had the... Uh, Tiny. Right. Tiny. Uh, if you're wondering, America's cheating hotspot. Uh, yeah. Is that why you hit it? Yes. America's cheating hotspots have been revealed, and Florida residents have ranked at the top of the list and were found most likely to engage in adultery. At that place? At that uh, city where they live in? Well, it's, it's the Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison is uh, the online site that's known to cater to married individuals and goes by the slogan, Life is Short, Have an Affair. They examined where their members live and try to uncover all the hot spots across the world when it comes to adulterous behavior. That seems like so much work. Yeah, the villages is just open door policy. What if you that happens? Walk to, around and, what if yeah. that happens to be the opening segment of Rook's new sound story? Here's how mom and dad met. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have it on tape. You'd know forever. <laughs> they were at the, the grandkids would know. <laughs> yes, the mom yes. walked in on dad and his girlfriend, <laughs> Cannon Apricots, yeah. in the in the hallway. Well, two of the uh, top stories. Two, two of the top ten spots. In fact, one and two are in Florida. Number one is Miami. Yeah. Number two is Orlando. Well, the village and, is in there someplace. I, the, well, there's no village. It no, just I, has the bigger I'm city. I'm just telling you, John. I'm what about Fort Myers okay. Beach? Well, you. you would know, I guess, Joe. Uh, I but, don't know, uh, John. Also, I've never been John, or Joe, you put up a couple of flamingos in the yard, right? Isn't that the Something like the that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it means uh, doors, the door is open. The door is open. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know that yeah, until we got <laughs> Until we got the, uh, the thing uh, from the email from the traveling Lymans. That's right. I knew nothing about the flamingos. We've always had flamingos in our front yard. We quickly moved them, to the, we moved them to the backyard right after that. Yeah. To make sure. Oh, that means something entirely different. Right. <laughs> anyway. Why don't you just get all, rid of the damn flamingos? You're all wondering. Well, they're, I like them. They're stylish. They're not the no, plastic. They're not ones. stylish, they're, they're John. Not. They're the most dorky thing you could possibly. No, they're have. not the plastic ones. You have real flamingos. Joe Sushere calling me a dork. How many flamingos like do you have to put out to tell everybody that you'll be in the closet with a camera? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, John, if they're not, is that like three? What are they if they're not or, plastic? They're metallic, uh, Joe. They're metallic and they have movable. Uh, You're not really making Shall this better, play? Johnny. Boy, oh boy, that sounds worse. Yeah. Now Jeez. I figured you hey, guys what would you say do worse. is you go down in other the street words, and so, take it right at the flamingo house. In other John, words, you, you have can like pose ring, them. You can yeah. pose. Are there ring cameras in every room in your house, John? How's that work? Just at, just at the front door, Kenny. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Now, I, I figured you guys would be curious where we stand in all of this, the Twin Cities. On, so, uh, um, on the flamingos? I think no, we're down with the, it. I don't know. Being the, 
of being the most adulterous city. Okay, where are we? Minneapolis is number seven. Wow. And St. Paul is number eight. Really? Yeah, once again, Minneapolis beats St. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Losers. That's fun knowing uh, knowing that, John. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Glad you could. Where's right. Aurora at? Aurora's on the list. Where's I'm glad that? you got those uh, penguins too. That's, yeah. Yeah, Joe, not, I think your penguins, marriage is uh, probably a lot like mine. Where not only is it permitted, it's uh, re- it's requested. John, <laughs> thank you, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the I one think. thing I'm going to do when I get Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin over is I notice something that I wonder if they can fix. What? It's got a little gap in it. It's about a chipmunk size gap. Can they adjust that, or is it just they the lay of the land? They can do anything. As the land settles, maybe these things develop. But I bet if anybody can handle it, it You're would be Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekends. They take care of everything. I've not received a uh, critical word yet. People will really love putting Precision Garage Door into their telephone closet. That's where you got the list of all the guys you need. And with this outfit, you get the whole family. They're GLers. They do a hell of a job. And, yes, they're hiring. They're hiring garage door technicians and garage door installers and warehouse inventory associates. The plan is based and the salary is based on your experiences. They're an equal opportunity employer. And once you hook up with them, they stay. People stay. A lot of people stay. A lot of people. Because they appreciate and they compensate excellent work. So get a hold of Precision uh, Door, either for employment or uh, fix your door. I got to have them over. PrecisionDoorMN.com or call them at 612-263-6985. I'm rolling. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Passe. Played out. Lame. Stupid. Redundant. That's what Black Friday on Friday is. Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he's been doing Black Friday the right way, the correct way. He's been doing it since the beginning of the month. So you don't have to wake up at 2 in the morning, get in line at 3 with your sleeping bag and your teddy bear and wait for Rich to come strolling in and throw open the doors. It's been going on all month. It continues through Thanksgiving uh, with the purchase of a Liberty Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom Model Safe. You will receive a free light kit, a dehumidifier, and safe power outlet kit installed at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. It's a remarkable deal, and these accessory kits are must-haves for every Liberty safe. They've got over 60 safes on display at the showroom there in Maple Grove, and when you buy a Liberty safe, it's simple. You're buying the best safe made. Get a free light kit, dehumidifier, safe power outlet kit installed at Maple Grove Lock and Safe until Thanksgiving. That's Thursday if you're keeping track on uh, Liberty Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom Models through Thanksgiving. 6901 East Fish Lake Road and of course on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com Are you fellas aware that you can laugh to death? No. You don't say. No. You can you can actually die from laughing. Uh, um, rookie as Roycey in the throes of ecstasy. 
I thought I was going to die. Yeah. When, I thought it was oh, going to okay. happen. Oh, uh, okay. When we did that. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it well, is. Here, here, I for, believe he had Joey D helping him out. Right. Yes. If I remember right. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For uh, Well, for example, here's a fellow named Alex Mitchell. He, uh, he died in 1975 after spending 30 minutes laughing at an episode of the comedy show called The, Goon- the Goodies. Hmm. The Goodies. <laughs> no, no, no. I told you I gave that guy a name. Got it. Uh, he's, he's, uh, his wife, Nessie, even wrote to the show to thank them for making his final 30 minutes on Earth so enjoyable. Mm. Was that was that was one guy who died from laughing. Laughing. This is really working well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> da- Damon Sung Um died. He was an ice cream truck driver. Sounds like you're dying right in now. In Thailand. He was 52. <laughs> he laughed himself to death in his sleep. Oh, what huh? a way to go. His wife uh, said... Uh, his wife reported uh, he began mumbling in his sleep. Uh, here's a fellow named Dr. Oli Benson. He was a Danish audiologist, 56 years old. He laughed himself to death while watching the film called a Fish Called Wanda. That's a funny movie. Uh-huh. Funny movie. Okay. The film includes a scene where actor Michael Palin has French fries stuffed up his nose. Dr. Oli Benson found this scene so amusing that his heart rate rate surged, ultimately resulting in a fatal cardiac arrest. Wow. But here's a fellow named Mangesh Bogle. Mm. India. Only 22. Oh, what a horrible way to go. He died uh, in Mumbai in 2013 after watching a comedy called The Grand Masty. Uh, we have audio of his laughter. This is him, his laughter. <laughs> That's a horrible laugh. <laughs> that was. It's, it's not a. It's not as funny as the honk, though. That was uh, Mangesh Bogle, <clears throat> and here's poor Mrs. Fitz Herbert. <laughs> Intense. No, this is. Uh, Mrs. I, I have to read about her first. Yeah, you do. Sorry. Mrs. Fertz Herbert died in April Jesus. of 1782 <laughs> when she went to see the Beggar's Opera oh. on Drury Lane in London. Uh, the play starred a popular character named Charles <clears throat> Bannister, who appeared on stage in drag, portraying a character named Polly Peachum. And this apparently was found to be so funny by Mrs. Fitzherbert that she uh, she couldn't compose herself. That's you know that uh, 
<laughs> That's Mrs. Fitzherbert. She died. You know that um, David and Moishi were, were walking through I'm New not York. Done with these yet. I know. Let them go. This, uh, this. You best be advised. Let them go. <laughs> uh, they're, they're walking down the street and they walk past the church, and the church said, We will give $1,000 for anybody that converts. Hmm. And so David goes inside the church. He's there for 15 minutes. When he comes out, Moshe says, did you get the 1000 bucks?" He says, is that all you guys ever think about is money? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're terrible. You're just terrible. I saw that on YouTube and under Instagram as the 30... (laughs) Thirty-two worst jo- Jewish Jews. <laughs> 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 Wesley Parsons had died. He was a farmer in a sleepy farming community in Indiana, where not much happened. But in in eighteen ninety three. He was told a joke that he found so funny. How funny was Well, he was struck by a fit of uncontrollable laughter. A newspaper from the time wrote, Wesley Parsons, an aged and well-known farmer, died at Laurel, Indiana under peculiar circumstances. While joking with friends, he was seized with the spell of laughing, being unable to stop. He laughed for nearly an hour when he began hiccuping and two hours later died from exhaustion. Oh, my Lord. Wow. The, uh, the paper at the time did not report the joke that had Wesley in hysterics. We don't know what the joke was. Mm-hmm. For- <laughs> the great so, smoker voice. So people die, apparently, from, from laughing. And oh, then oh. Uh, we had some laughter to go with it there. It didn't really. John, will you help me with this day in history? Ah, uh, sure. I'm ready. Is it a function of the printer that's thrown off this day in history or the source of the email? When Tom, uh, for ages, Tom's emails always printed completely, and now, it, but I think it's because he's in Ecuador. Ah. I think there's something wrong with the computer system. Okay. And the traveling Lymans are in Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador. Only because they come to us all that way from the traveling linemen. On this day... Joe, today is November 20th already. In 1855, the Mississippi River froze over for the season, concluding a busy year during which 553 boats and... 30,000 people traveled to St. Paul. On this day... 11 In 1967... The Nicollet Mall, a pedestrian walkway closed to traffic except buses, opened in downtown Minneapolis. Did you know that? Mm-mm. On this day. I mean, I knew it opened. I just right. didn't know what happened know today when. on this date. <laughs> on this day. November 20th. In 1969, Indians of all tribes, a group of activists, including Adam Nordwale, Red Lake Ojibwe, occupies... Alcatraz Island in San Francisco. IAT intends to force negotiation. negotiation with the federal government and to assert the need for, for native self-determination. Members 
of the group remained on the island until they were forcibly removed in 1971. Bringing bringing national national attention to Native issues. All right. And finally, on this day in 1979. November 20th. Artificial blood was used in the U.S. for the first time when Dr. Robert Anderson of the University Hospital injects fluosol, a blood substitute developed in Japan, into a Jehovah's Witness individual who had refused a regular blood transfusion on religious grounds. Well, what, what university hospital? Uh, I would assume University of Minnesota, right? Oh, yeah, because it was this, this day was in, Minnesota in Minnesota history. Minnesota history. See, yeah, there's nothing gets God, past That's me. the state, my guess is. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be Wisconsin, Idaho, what is right, right. You know, this, this day in Minnesota Go history. Go west, you know. Yeah. It kind of sounds like you're doing multi-answer uh, questions, like multi, multiple, multiple choice. choice multiple like, choice. Because I thought for sure you were going to say on... A swimsuit area, not on religious <laughs> grounds. Oh, anyway. I see what you say. Yeah. Anyway, the yeah. No, next, he. Uh, next question. Please. Thank you, GLers. <laughs> For what? We yeah. think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kidding. Sorry a about lot today. Of people GLers. die from laughing. Here we go, folks. Uh, check out garagelogic.com to become a member of the town council. Ten bucks a month, hundred dollars for the entire year. It's money well spent. You're never going to get it back, but it's money well spent. Subscribe to you, uh, Garage Logic on YouTube. That's free, and it's extremely entertaining. YouTube Garage Logic Super Monday Chaz said now today. You know what, Matthew? I haven't heard the mayor honk since we started doing the podcast. Because I can't anymore. You can't. I don't think he can. I don't think he's capable. You can't laugh anymore? No, but I can't honk. He liked the David joke. Yeah, I laughed at that. Is that all you people think about is money? Hey, what's wrong with you people? (laughs) All right, Is that going to do it? I got to zoom.